Hello. Welcome to the Tabletop Call-In Show. It is a internet show where you call in and talk to us about tabletop stuff. You can ask us questions, you can drop some knowledge on us, tell us about a cool thing you had, whatever you want to do. Uh, and we're going to be here to talk about it. I am Adam Bell, and I just noticed it's quite dim because my light is pointing in the wrong way. That looks eh, not quite better. Who are you, Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, you can find me at JeremyH5 over on Twitter, host of the Draw Your Dice podcast. It's a great podcast. I have to get used to saying that so that I get people to watch, listen, listen to the show. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a watch mode in the future. I don't know. Yeah. A live, live read. Yeah. Um, how you doing? How's life treating you? Good, good. Had some interviews, playing a lot, uh, still playing Monster Hunter Rise, but I beat the game, so now I'm just cruising until we see the next update, and uh, working on something for Tech Jam, run by the Brain Trust, Adam Vass and Will Yopes, so Ooh. it's going to be some sort of like campaign planner slash like narrative structure dissection situation. I like that. Yeah. Just to help, just to help those new campaign GMs out there. Show them, show them that they can get a whole good three-year campaign into twelve sessions if they really tried. You could, yeah. I I'm wondering if I'm going to do anything. I want to see that. Is is really what I'm trying to say? But I'm trying to think if I'm going to do anything else for the tech jam. We'll see how anything's going. But I did put out like a little zine of just a few loose ideas. It was fun to put together but yeah i've been continually in a rut on actually like productively making the things that i would very much like to be making but i feel that yeah i'm off this coming week i don't have any work so hopefully that will recharge me and by the middle of the week maybe i'll be doing stuff but i won't push it because we should maybe we should do some co-op uh design sessions that get is, in a room and start talking. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm down for it. I'm here. I'm, I'm here to hug. Yeah. All right. That's a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be on... Hugging and designing. I'm going to be on Spencer's stream on Monday. Spencer Campbell, yeah. Gila RPGs. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I've, I kind of understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I know he wants people to make things in Lumen, which is a new system... Mm-hmm, that he's working mm-hmm. on. He's got all these uh, good marketing ideas, he's got such a as brain. <laughs> hey, make he's got a powerful brain. Just bring people onto my stream to make stuff out of my shit <laughs> while I watch <laughs> or whatever. It's, hey, I'm into we it. We were uh, we were chatting about how it's like an excellent adaptation of like because Troika Fest is happening, just happened. I don't remember exactly how long it was supposed to go on, but uh, it's like an an excellent idea is like a festival format just have Mm. like a bunch of streamers on or streamers or personalities or celebs or other designers and just like hey here's my srd product i'm making for this let's just have let's just bust out a hack right now like live in an hour and i think that's cool i'm into it i'm gonna try to emulate the game hell divers i'm gonna see if i can make a hell divers rpg you ever played hell divers no i don't know what that is it is. It was like a twin stick shooter uh, with a similar. I've never seen Starship Troopers, which feels like probably sacrilege, but a similar humor to that of like, mm-hmm. here's this Earth 
civilization and they're very ba- I mean they're bad. <laughs> but you're part of you're part of the hell divers who go and like kill all the aliens and it's there's a lot. Uh, it's a really good game. Um because it has it's like a four player co-op and like whenever you want a power, whenever you want to like bring in a new gun, it gets dropped in from orbit. Mm. And it might land on you. <laughs> And friendly fire is always on and like just every it's absolute chaos. And if you're not good at it as a group, you're just killing each other constantly. Um, And then reviving each other, which you also get sent in from orbit, which it might land on you. (laughs) Very good. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Oh, bye, Jim. I was going to revive Jim, but I guess not. (laughs) Uh, on a on a quick follow up, hey everyone! Yeah, That's hi. In the chat. I'm interacting with you in words. Thanks for coming to the show, but you gotta come in and call in. The tip, I'm you can't see my screen. It's what if bot. I screen shared during this? I'm not doing that. It's gonna break a lot of things. But I'm highlighting that it's a call in show, and so it doesn't it doesn't work unless you call in. I'm circling it. You can't see this. But I'm circling call-in show. Uh huh. Oop! I got some call cues. I see some grand entrances. Uh oh. <gasps> we do have a caller. It turns out bullying works. That's a that's a lesson for the kids out there. <laughs> I'll give you. Don't a, tell uh, Keegan that I stole his brand. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna bring in. Uh, Discord user, Gay Halfork, friend of the show, John. Uh, come on in. Hey, thanks for calling the Tabletop Calling Show. Who are we talking to? Uh-oh. Hello. Okay, Hi. I Hello. just I saw the your mute icon come up, and no. I was like, that's the opposite. What's yeah, happening? I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I was frantically trying to mute the stream. Um, <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, John Geary, also known as Gay Halfork on the internet. And long time listener, first time caller. Ooh. How are you doing, everybody? Good. Ooh. I think that's the first time somebody said that that it actually applied. Yeah. We got a, a bit. got a lot of that first episode, but not not a real one. You're a real one, John. I am the real one. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, how's it going? Um, so nope. it's going well. I thought of a question, and then I saw it was one o two p.m., and I was like, <gasps> I need to get on. So I did. Um, so I am, uh, I've mostly designed uh, either more like traditional, uh, like role-playing game stuff or like lyrical sort of uh, more abstract games. Uh, but I usually tend to sh- like shy away from numbers games. But at the same time, I have become sort of s- stagnant in my design. So I want to try something different. To sort of get my juices going again. So um, I've decided to try to design a war game because that's like a Mm. a big part of games that I love. Uh, So my question is, do you have any advice for designing for a new type of game for the first time? Because I know, Adam, you've done... I'm going to dox you here a bit. You've done board (laughs) game design in the past, I think. Yeah, a little right. bit. I've dabbled. Yeah. yeah. So how do you? Uh, how would you like go about making that jump to a like drastically different style of game that you don't really have a 
jumping off point for. Like you have this big open uh, ocean mm-hmm. sort of that you could really land anywhere. Um, how do you like pick a point and then try to execute? Jeremy, you got anything? You looking okay? Looking at me? Um, <laughs> I think. So I'm a big I'm a big fan of referencing like prior stuff. So first off, like definitely thinking about because war game is a pretty broad term that probably I bet there are people as as we speak having an argument over whether a certain game is a war game somewhere in the world. <laughs> um, so like trying to think about like what kind of war game you're thinking of and then just if you can playing them so like are you are you thinking of um like a, a warhammer type like a miniatures war game are you thinking more of like the gmt um historical thousands of ugly pieces of cardboard yeah getting thrown or whatever yeah, the genre is yeah. called um yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I've played mostly miniatures games, so that's sort of like the mm-hmm. preformed picture in my head that comes up when I say war games. So I guess that that's kind of uh, what I was trying to land on. Yeah. Yeah, I think or- I think playing those, so I, I know you have, not to dox you a bit. Yeah, please. <laughs> played, dox me, yeah. I know you've played a, a lot of Warhammer, at least Warhammer adjacent things, right? So I don't mm-hmm. know if that goes into, if you've done a lot of the mini game, minis game or not yeah yeah i i would say i i've played most of the stuff that games workshop has put out after the year 2000 so yeah cool but um what about you jeremy i want to hear from oh do you uh, yeah yeah I hear from jeremy. <laughs> sweet silky voice uh with the rasp behind it so uh as we all know i still don't have a, a public game of any form but I think that my answer to this question would be to satiate some hunger. So if I was exploring a new genre of like story or if I was exploring a new genre of game or a mechanic or something or like a, a like a more umbrella style mechanic, I would probably do like some homework for a week or so and just look at find some games that represent that medium or genre or mechanic and see what's been done and then sort of play off that that's like it's going to be a short answer because i don't have much experience in doing this particular thing when it comes to games but for when i was doing thinking about novel writing i would eat like a bunch of films and music and think about the environments and the characters that would live in that space so my answer is to eat awesome (laughs) simple one today does that work yeah Yeah, i think more i'll give you more no i think that's great that's very good advice yeah um so like the other half of it is to just do it and like Mm -hmm. i mean hope that there's a good chance that you will just do it and it will be it'll be good it'll be decent it'll scratch your itch but there's also a chance um that it's not as good, but like doing it, I think that that's really the only way to, is to make it not a new thing mm. It's just make something and like see how it goes. And then, then you got experience. You're good to go. Ooh. Uh, I know that Randy is in the chat today. Hi, Randy. You said hi earlier. <laughs> Me and Randy had an interview. I think you might be interested in this 
John, uh, this concept of stage gate design. So it's basically an article that goes over the differences between uh, waterfall design and agile design, uh, which is like an iterative process and then uh, a like a slower iterative process and a rapid iterative process. And then StageGate sort of combines both of those things. I'll send you the article and I think it might be something really cool for you to look at. Yeah, that sounds uh, utterly mystical uh, in the way that you just like sort of described it. So yeah, <laughs> no, that sounds cool. Okay, well, thank you for answering my question. I think of course. we came to a good uh, point. And there's also now three other people in the queue. Yeah, and weird. I just wanted to get you out of the, <laughs> <laughs> out of, out of that. Uh, so yeah, you, thank you. Feel free to plug anything as you, uh, on your way out the door. Yeah, you can uh, go to gayhalfork.games and you can check out all the games that I wrote. Um, and yeah, I'm also on Twitter at that, but that's less important. So I will, uh, See you guys later. Listen to the Draw Your Dice podcast. It's really good. Let's get Jeremy and Emily. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. <Aww. laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, John, just go check out Mindwalk. Go check out Sledgehammer. Those are amazing. I do want to make... I, I like the idea of trying to branch into a different type of game. I keep having ideas that would be better as board games mm -hmm. and then just like shelving them. Mm -hmm. But eventually it's going to be time to just get back into that. There was, um, in Randy's interview, we talked about uh, games Behind the Magic, which is a mockumentary-style LARP, in yeah. a sense, American Freeform LARP. But originally when the idea was concepted, it was uh, he wanted it to be like a tabletop game, and due to Stagegate, uh, pretty much iterated on that, and a friend of his basically said, this probably wants to be a LARP should probably just be a lark uh and was uh much more satisfied with the end result design so yeah i like i like the that's the second time i've heard this wants to be, this game wants to be this this past mm -hmm. week i think the, the last one was on the brain trust podcast adam was talking about what what the games want listen to your games i think that's yeah. important they uh, say things <laughs> Should we bring in the next the next caller? Our return caller, Will Yobst. Speaking yeah, of the yeah. speaking of the Brain Trust podcast. The literal devil themselves. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling Something. the Tabletop Collins show. Hey. How you doing? Oh my god, I can't hear anything. <laughs> Is it the grind? It's not the grind, right? <laughs> okay, how about now? Yeah. Hello? 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 Hi. William speaking. Hey, Jeremy, Adam, what is up? Adam, can I get a hot grind right on mic? Uh, you were doing it pretty <laughs> far back. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just ran out of being. They're all ground. Should it have been closer? Can we get what? What are you making? What kind of coffee? What's happening? What's the brew? The brew style? <laughs> we are making. Uh, it is a Colombian coffee roasted by Kelvin Coffee, local roaster here in Pittsburgh. Very tasty coffee. Uh, always very difficult to grind because it's so lightly roasted. Uh, you kind of get a workout in. I'm gonna use a V60. Um, <laughs> oh, beautiful! So you're a coffee freak, clearly. <laughs> Um, have you ever like roasted your own beans? Uh, once or twice, yeah. 
I had a roommate not... who did that in the apartment, and it was it's oh. that, some brimstone level. It's shit. no good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it once or twice on a cast iron skillet because that's like, I mean, oh, everybody's got one of those. <laughs> it turned out okay. I'd like to do more in the future with proper tools. <laughs> Just making some hot beans. <laughs> <laughs> but I was at I was at a store. Uh, buying, I think I was buying some tahini sauce, and there was just green coffee beans sitting right there. And I was like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> they're here." Is that some single origin? Shit. <laughs> 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 anyway, I didn't come here from to, Ecuador to roast you like oh. you did those beans <laughs> in <a> cast iron. <laughs> that must have smelled. That's so well, everyone. Good night. <laughs> hey. Um, I wanted to ask you both a question. Uh, I, in a meeting, a game like meetup I had, by the way, if you're a Boston game designer, hit me up. I, I do a monthly meeting. It's great. And if you're a game designer somewhere, you should do a monthly meeting somewhere with people around you. It's the best shit. I realized out loud that three of my works in progress are post-apocalyptic and they are mm. the ones I'm working on the closest. How you doing? Am I okay? Yeah. Are you okay? That's... <laughs> That's a great question. I know that hug? I need something. Um, yeah, board gauge shout outs. Uh, I just wanted to know if either of you have had that experience where like a lot of your works in progress or like things you're thinking about kind of coalesce around one genre or like thing. And should, am I good? Like, what's up? Are you processing some stuff, right? I think. <laughs> <laughs> you want to... We'll process. I'll I'll start this time. We'll alternate starting. We always get into this combat of who's gonna start. I'll okay. just go. I'll just go. Uh, I love solar punk a lot, and now every thing that I think of design wise games involves exploring environments of ruined cities overgrown by moss and ivy, and we're making solar panels. It's like there's just a whole lot of that in, in every possible. so my yeah you're totally okay you just secretly fell in love with something and that's okay or you secretly yeah that talking what? about something there's some good shit about walking through an overgrown city right mm -hmm. like oof. that oof that really hits different you know <laughs> I think of like Horizon Zero Dawn. I think about uh, Mother. What was that game? That puzzle game that I played. It's not going to come to me right now because I'm live on the internet. Uh, but <laughs> that's the worst. Uh, you're talking about Chips Challenge. Literally three days ago. Uh, but yeah, I think you're okay. I love I love Solar Punk. I want to talk about environmentalism. I want to show the face of a better world, and so uh, that is inking into literally all of my designs. Cool. Yeah, I would say um, it's. I think it's natural, right? Because you are. I mean, you just escaped from the the core of a dying empire. Uh, into its equally <laughs> shitty neighbor. <laughs> so, like, uh, the things aren't looking great in the world right now, I'll say it. And it's it's natural. Uh, what I do you mean? <laughs> do we, we want to get into it? <laughs> it's natural, I think, to fall into, to, to have some thoughts about, like, ooh, this might not be great 
because if you're paying attention, you're uh, you're right. Um, but I think it's also good, hopefully, that you're if, if you're using this as an outlet to explore something and and not allowing it necessarily to take over. Like, I don't want you to go full doomer in your real life yeah, and yeah. be like, oh, apocalypse is the only thing that can happen because then it starts to be a problem. But if you're just like, hey, this is on my mind and it's coming into the design. I think that's cool. I mean, I so, good. So not going full Cormac on this one. Just like, yeah. Don't it, like if when you st- <laughs> <laughs> this is not a place of pride. This role playing game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, my the game I'm working on is about just full on revolution. So like, I, I get you. And that something's on my mind, and it's turning into a game. Mm. Well, cool. Yeah, I think I'm trying to make them like distinct enough in tone and play, but I just like had the realization mm. that like, damn, this is some some radiated shit I'm working through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Anyway, thanks for the tips. That was killer. Good uh, luck. I'm looking forward will. to all three games. I don't know what one of them is. At least Torp. <laughs> Well, yeah, oh, we, got, <laughs> we know Torque. We got Torque. Uh, someone posted a, a mock-up of a gas barrel in the Brain Trust Discord, so I think that will be a new product that you can get Torque in. <laughs> Print Torque on a steel barrel. <laughs> 55-gallon drum of Torque. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, Gay Half-Orc in the chat, it is Gamma World's fault. It is 100%. Uh, anyway, thanks so much. Um, I'll go because the queue the queue is burgeoning. It's burgeoning um, oh today. God. Wow. You can find me at will.ca. Um, <laughs> okay, bye. No, it's so much more. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. The queue is burgeoning. That's the only word for it right now. I was worried at the start of this that today was going to be the day with with nobody. And it's the opposite of that. Yeah. So, uh, who is next in line? Looks like Sam. I think, yeah, I think it might be Sam. Um, call Q. Hello. Thanks for calling the Tabletop Calling Show. How's it going? If you can hear us. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yes, we can. Yes. I'll hear you. Give me one second. No worries. We'll keep filling the air so that you can know exactly when you're hearing us. We got a nice drip happening. Yeah. Is that as close to the mic as possible? Oh, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. That's excellent. Good. This uh, got some really nice wireless earbuds, but they are very finicky with Discord sometimes. That makes sense. Every yeah. time I get on Discord, I have to do the audio settings for at least a minute and shout through my microphone that I can't Every hear. time. Every time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, also, first time caller here. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Making some coffee. Good. Uh, is a race car going? It on? does sound like. I assume you're on a laptop. It sounds like it is launching off, but that's fine. Oh yes, <laughs> I will see if I can fix that. I, um, well, while way, I'm messing with that. The um, way my I my. Uh, Somebody that ran games for me a while back used to have this problem, and the way he dealt with it was to say, there is no fan. So, like, if you could try that, 
<laughs> and that's good, yeah. I mean, there there isn't a fan. There's clearly not a fan. Yeah. There's never been a fan. Yeah. So I don't even hear it anymore. Um, oh, great. Perfect. Uh, well, so the, um, <laughs> the question that I have for you guys, um, I am still like, fairly new to the Indie DKRPG scene, um, and I have started to amass this collection of indie games that I have not played, which from my understanding is very typical mm -hmm. um, in this community. But I do want to dip my fingers into some of them. Um, but it, sometimes it can be a lot of work to read through and like understand a game, well, to basically to prep for GMing it. Um, for like a one shot of a session. Um, and so my question is, how do you guys prepare to GM a game that you've never played before? Um, do you guys have like certain methods that work better for you? I think I'm starting to learn what works best for me. Um, and I'm no stranger to jumping into GMing right away. I've mm -hmm. done it for both D&D &D and Blades in the Dark. Um, but still trying to figure out like what's the most efficient way to do it um so what, what works for you guys i think for me the first step is like uh, imagine confidence uh and then allow that confidence to become real through the fact that like it's going to be fun because it role-playing is inherently fun uh and so even if i'm stumbling at the beginning that it'll be fine everybody will have a good time uh, the second one, the more helpful thing <laughs> that isn't like, you'll be fine. Get out Figure there. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to read, I just reading it ahead of time, like read it all the way, read the game all the way through whenever you are interested in maybe playing it. And then when it comes time to play it, usually I will read like specifically like the GM bits, um, ask the players to read it not don't tell them to i guess because you know not everybody's got the the not everybody has the time or or wants to actually read the game they're going to play but like ha hoping to have at least one player that's at least familiar with the rules uh, is is super helpful um sure that makes sense but really just taking your rereading it before you play and then taking your time with it and and saying hey look this is how it's going to go i've never run this game but i've run plenty of other games and just seeing how it goes. Um, how about you, Jeremy? What do you, what do you got? You GM more uh, than me, I think. So I recently did this with Lighthearted by Kurt and Kate Potts. Uh, great game. Totally go go get that. Um, but I do half versions of the game. Like if I'm t testing out a game for the new time and my play group is super on board with that they may, that may not be for every play group but basically what i mean is that i will find like the bare minimum of like the resolution system and like whatever the game sort of necessitates me to use and then i will then like just run it like i'll just find out what kind of store <laughs> i just i have twitch stream open <laughs> and i saw why you made that face and that was crazy uh... <laughs> but uh uh, basically, to, to sum it up, I, I run half versions of the bare minimum the game requires me to run and leave out any other mechanics like I don't need to worry about. Like if that's GM facing things, if that's like, like for Blades in the Dark, as an example, I might leave out 
even though the flashbacks are super fun, they do take a sort of like cognitive shift in the style of play at the table. If someone's coming from like D&D to Blades in the Dark, which is typically most often the case. So I would run just what's on the character sheet, like what is present there. And then I would I would forget about all other mechanics and then run that game. Sure, that's a great idea. I think that that kind of leans me into how I how like you demo board games. And so I would treat it like a de- like treat the game like a demo. So only bring up the rules to the players that like they need at any given time. Mm-hmm. And if something if you see a situation heading somewhere where a different type of rule would come in, um, then be like, oh, by the way, in this game we have X Y Z. Or so flashbacks, for example, you don't necessarily have to bring up the flashbacks at the beginning, but if your if your players are in, you're playing Blades for the first time, and your characters are in a position that like they can't really think of a way, you can be like, by the way, this game has flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you can think of a way that you set this up before, um, and just like dripping drip feeding the rules yeah. like that in. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I handled it with Blades. There was mm-hmm. a, it's kind of nice with that game because you you know there's a lot of stuff that is easy to introduce later, um, but like to put it all at once, you know, somebody's doing their first score, it's kind of a lot to take in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's great. I found that um, like for me, listening to like an actual play. Mm-hmm. For just like, you know, like one session, just to get like some of the terminology down and just general familiarity with it can be super helpful. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, I'll offer this live. Uh, Sam, go ahead and, and come over to the Draw Your Dice podcast support <laughs> server because I've got some plans for running some actual play things for all the games I interview about. So if you want to be a part all of right. that, play a lot of, lot of new games, please come do that. Yeah, I'd be down. I love it. I'll check yeah. that out, yeah. Applause for Sam, everyone. Claps. Claps. I don't know how loud I can clap without it being. It's probably not. Probably not as loud as those, uh, those beans. <laughs> <laughs> I want it on the mic. Uh, do those answers satisfy your question, Sam? Yeah, that's excellent. Thank you guys so much. Cool, yeah. Uh, make sure to plug something if you got it. What yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Um, well, I'm on Twitter at Goblin Mixtape, um, and uh, I recently launched Anamnesis on Itch as an Itch Funder, um, uh, as Itch Funding, and that uh, that has funded successfully, which is awesome. Um, but that's still up. The beta is still up to get, so it's like a solo tarot game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's about it. I'm. Uh, working on a light strike for the light strike jam that MV's hosting. Oh, yeah. So yes. everybody should check that out. There's a bunch of cool entries already. Yeah, that's about it. All right, cool. Well, thanks. Uh, have a great, have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Um, yeah. Running. I want to run games again. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> it's. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, let's just keep going, unless you got more to talk about there. No, that was good I mean, stuff. Uh, just... I, you know, the I think the one thing is just thinking it, especially like talking about design. I guess I guess I do have a thing in my mind that came, uh, but I this on with several interviewers lately on or interviewees 
uh, on Draw Your Dice for episodes that are not released, but just the onboarding process. Like, there are a lot of games that are made that make assumptions that you've been playing RPGs for, like, the last 10 years. Yeah. And so there are some mechanisms that you are expected to already understand to make yeah. the game function or to uh, make that game function smoothly for you off the rip. And that's that's just not true, especially, like, in this phase of tabletop getting more and more popular by literally the day. Uh, and yeah, like we I don't all, think, think about that onboarding process in your games. We all put the, what is a tabletop role-playing game at the beginning of the book, but then like, don't carry that mindset through yeah. the rest of the book. <laughs> yeah. What is a role-playing game? Yeah, now that you have that, here's my D10. Right. This is complicated as <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Which is good. Give me the D10 system that's complicated as fuck. But yeah, it would do better. Would fuck. You get it. We yeah. we made the point. Everybody understands what we're talking about here. Uh, let's bring let's get in the next CM Ferment Discord user. I am bringing you in. Hello. Thanks for calling the Tabletop Calling Show. Oh, hey. Yeah. How's it? Um. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I can, I can hear. Right. How, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes okay. I can. Sorry. I think I'm. Okay. I think Sorry. I need to turn you up a little bit, but you're good. Muted the Twitch. Um. Hey, uh, Cameron here. Uh, yeah, first time caller. Um, I. Uh, hello. 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 Um. <laughs> So, I have been, I have a question. Um, are there any like video game styles that you want to explore, like tabletop wise? Um, I had this stupid idea. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Share me yeah. with that face. Uh, it's a dumb, dumb question considering I listen to Charlie Dice. But, um, <laughs> um, but I, uh, I was thinking about this stupid idea yesterday in uh, the brain trust of a uh, a bullet hell tabletop game where you just throw fistfuls of dice at the table and try not to let them fall off um <laughs> oh. good <laughs> uh yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know you guys are any like things like that that, that you guys are really excited about i that's a dumb question considering your podcast it's but not it's a good question, question. yeah <laughs> It, just because it's a question you know at least Jeremy has an answer to doesn't yeah, make yeah, it a yeah. dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's, it's just like Jeremy's face. I was like, yeah, um, yeah, there's, I can think of a few. Uh, uh, I think that's cool. I think a bullet hell game would be fucking lit. I don't know how to execute that, but I think it would be cool. Because uh, what I love about the the challenge of how to grasp back because video games came from tabletop games essentially like a lot of the mechanisms that they used in some of the first role-playing games came from stuff like chain mail and ad and and all that stuff so um it's now like ripe time for us to take back try to figure out how to take back those mechanics and maybe not everything works to a one-to-one -one, but like for me i want to be the platinum games of tabletop i want to make the Devil May Cry, the Nier Automata, the Bayonetta, and figure out how to make that feel good at the table, the Monster Hunter. Like, I want to make all those games a thing. And I've seen some board game variants, which I think board games do 
probably the closest one-to-one because they use boards and there's Mm -hmm. tiles and there's a lot of token things you can manipulate to create that immersive effect. But um, yeah, I love the spectacle fighter and uh, I also love anime and I want those things to be (laughs) a role-playing game in a way that isn't just like, what I don't want to create is a game where that role-playing lifting is done by the players, similar to how D&D operates. Like, D&D supplements wargaming combat, and then all the role-playing comes Mm -hmm. from the players' uh, abilities as improvisers or actors or role-players. And so I want to make sure that I develop a system that doesn't lean too heavily on the experience of a person, especially when we just had that conversation about the onboarding process for a game. So, yes, for video games, I want the spectator, and I also want the... um, I would love to see a bullet hell. I think that'd be something (laughs) to really interestingly try to emulate. My... um, Yeah, sorry. That's what I was going to ask Adam. Yeah, my th- my throwaway answer uh, would be platformers, just because I like to play platformers. But I got mm-hmm. nothing. I got nothing for you on how you would ever make a platformer tabletop RPG. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you could figure it out, let me know, because uh, I don't. I don't even know if you if there's any. Anyway, the I think the real answer is for more tabletop games to like take an approach on story that video games do, which is. Uh, that maybe it doesn't matter as much with the way it interfaces with the mechanics. So like, I just, I just finished playing Yakuza zero. Uh, Mm, if, mm -hmm. and if you've ever played that, the fight scenes, like whenever you're physically fighting in that game, it's none of that is Canon because Kiryu is out there killing dudes. And then (laughs) it cuts back to like the Canon of the Mm. game. And they're like, Oh yeah, good fight. But like (laughs) he just snapped their neck and like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hit them over the head with a moped and so yeah so like if if a game like D, you know it took itself a little less seriously whenever you roll for initiative if you hop yeah. in and you're doing all this over the top stuff and then once the fight sequence is over you like zoom out and like think about okay so what actually what happened fictionally mm. that represent like that that kind of mm. represented so like no i didn't slam a moped over this guy's head even though that's what i did when we were in initiative order but what like you know who got beat up here and how mm. stuff like, like that shooting combat more as a mini game like yeah it's a mini game mm. right yeah and, and and allowing yourself to separate from like the fact that it really doesn't make any sense like D, like hp is complete nonsense in D. Mm-hmm. it's like oh you're perfectly fine until you hit zero one mm-hmm. hp you could do everything zero hp you can't do anything so like just leaning into that kind of shit uh the way mm-hmm. video games do i think is is something we could do mm. that's very fascinating adam <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool how about you uh, besides bullet hell cameron what are you uh, thinking um well i haven't I, well, I, I said in, in the brain trust, I haven't played a bullet hell game since Total Carnage on SNES. <laughs> um, but, um, so I don't play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I guess like puzzle box games are like the same thing as like a point and click adventure. Um, but, 
I don't know. I as as far as video games go, um, I you know what it really is for me is is I hear my friends talk about video games they're really excited about and and I have no interest in typically no interest in actually playing the game, but I am interested in recreating the feeling of that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what's the feeling of Dark Souls? Yeah. Can you recreate that in a tabletop experience and things like that? But I don't I don't want to grind a video <laughs> game, you know. Yeah, that's that's that fair. Stuff. But um yeah, I guess that's that's kind of my feeling. I don't know. I watch a lot of uh Game Maker's Toolkit and I'm just like blown Great. away by all that Great cool channel. stuff. Great channel. Oh, for the um Tech Jam, I submitted um, my idea that I took from the the Nemesis system from the Shadow Ooh. Mordor games or whatever, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and does, does the copyright um, carry over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I called it. I called it creating an adversary, <laughs> <laughs> and the idea is. Um, you, you ever played like D anD D where you have like that epic NPC that just won't die, and you end up start like role playing for that NPC, you, like mm. you give them a backstory. You're like, oh, this is Jeff. You know, he fell in with the wrong crowd. Blah 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 blah. And then, and then inevitably you kill him, and you just kind of forget about him. <laughs> but like, what if you could take uh, Jeff, and you could let Jeff live, and mm-hmm. uh, he comes back uh, to kick your ass, and <laughs> he's got this like, you know, like it's Jeff with the Death Stalker blade or something like that, and and. Mm-hmm just kind of this idea and um so i was thinking um my suggestion in that that tech submission was um you you are allowed to like create an adversary for your character and mm-hmm. you decide when they might come up again uh you put them in the wandering monster table or i call it a deck mm-hmm. uh and if they come up, you have to duel them, and you get experience for dueling them. And another player could get experience if they want to roleplay your adversary for you, and they want to take care of the advancement of that adversary. Mm. Uh, and and I thought it was really cool, and just this this whole idea of, like, combat doesn't need to be lethal. Like, you right. might have more interesting stories if combat's not lethal. And that's really what my huge takeaway from that uh, Game Maker's Toolkit uh, episode. Um... Oh, so yeah, good. so good. It's a great show. It's a great, and that episode in particular is really good. I like that I one, and the one he did with the like the four P's of combat with Doom. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. Oh my god, yeah, so I, good. The idea of like completely changing uh, what a first-person shooter became, mm-hmm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, what if we make you go into melee? We reward yeah. you for getting into melee. Yeah. Even though it's a first-person shooter, and we invented first-person shooters, oh, I guess. Ugh. Oh yeah. So here'd be like a follow-up question: Is like, is since you watched that show, is there something there that you want to put that you learned there that you want to put into tabletop? Oh, oh my God! So many fucking things. <laughs> Look, the Nemesis system, the P's of combat, uh, the fucking Boss Keys series. I am, I am mm. currently trying to like make that into like a fun. I think the thing to take from all of this, especially with what Adam said, it's like causing me to like, there's fruit being bared, everyone. Uh-huh. And I'm uh-huh. grabbing the fruit uh-huh. and I'm juicing it and I'm getting ready to taste the juice. <laughs> juice so, 
Juice Nation. Uh, but I think there's something about taking away that seriousness of like the trad game where like you're trying to through line and explain or canonize, I think is the term that would be better used here, the abilities that you're using for your character and then weaving that into the story, like the channel divinities, the fireballs, and making that a thing. Hello! And I think there's something about taking those concepts and just mini-gaming them, and then how the mini-game went helps to inform the narrative. Maybe mechanically, maybe there's like mechanics off of that mini-game. And I think um, a frame, mobile mobile suit, mobile suit zero frame. Is that mobile frame zero firebrands? firebrands. Yeah. Yes, firebrands. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, firebrands does really excellent things with mini games uh, in the narrative. So I think that'd be a cool thing to explore for that um, delineation. Cool. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, if there's anything else would be the, that, uh, Adam, you, you, uh, chimed in, in, uh, the brain trust about my, uh, procedurally generated dungeon with a deck of cards. I've been working on that. And what I kind of took away from it, from our discussion was like, well, maybe assembling the dungeon is the game and you can fuck up assembling the dungeon <laughs> and you could get lost in there and die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, then you're then you're thinking you're getting close to like roguelike and roguelite stuff. No, that's, that's like what I wanted. Is the, I yeah. wanted a tabletop roguelike. Yeah. And sometimes you just get a bad, like yeah. an unwinnable run. <laughs> it happens, and it's yeah. fun. I mean, I I like those games. <laughs> this is a good game. Yeah. Every run's an unwinnable game when you're uh, as bad at those games as I am. Anyway. Unwinnable <laughs> game in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm I'm good. Thank thanks guys. Thanks for answering my questions and 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 humoring me. Yeah. Thanks for calling uh, in. Yeah, Have you got any yeah, any plugs um, besides the creating adversaries, which I'd like to check out after this? Yeah. Uh, so you can find me in the Brain Trust Discord and uh, uh, CM Freeman. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I have a couple trashy uh, single player games that I made and I'm going to try to bust out another one this week that, that roguelike one maybe yeah. this week if if my wife goes into labor maybe later <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> something might but, yeah. come up this is my, my anxiety projects right now so you know alright cool. cool well good Thanks. good luck with all of that that's, that's yeah. good stuff okay See, uh, oh, I can do that. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. Oh, wait, I forget how. I almost <laughs> kicked from the. Almost kicked him from the whole <laughs> server, <laughs> which not God, was, no. wouldn't have been the intention. Um, Thank yeah. you, Cameron. Thank you. A lot of a lot of stuff to think about with, yeah. with video games. If you start thinking about video games in funny ways, especially, you know. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I listen. I only know video games and anime. I don't have like a board game or role playing game pedigree. So like, that's where all my inspiration is coming from, and it's all I got to go on. And that's what it's gonna be for the rest of my life. That's fair. When's the <laughs> when's that Monster Hunter game coming out that you're making? Uh, <laughs>
I just soon made... tm trademarked <laughs> are you making one is that real yeah i just i, I guess written somewhere okay i <laughs> figured uh looks like looks like a long time caller long time i don't i guess i don't know if he listens Viditya is in the queue next if you want to talk about something no. hello welcome back to the Colin show how are you doing oh uh, do we have audio problems again Viditya, sweet sweet boy are you there <laughs> hello well this is the way it goes um yeah which is fine uh Adam. coffee how's it tasting you're tasting the juice right now it's not bad um, I think a little over extracted. I let the bloom go too long because I got distracted by oh. uh, doing a show. <laughs> but overall, Hello? decent. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh my god! Why did this happen? You know, it's one of it's it's one of the struggles. It's one of it's one of the many struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, I'm here. Welcome. Uh, hi. <laughs> Hello. Pleasure to have you. So. Thank you last week for helping me out with my yeah. Have you been my, my my issues? Have you been sleeping better? So I have been sleeping. I've got my my sleep back, which is great. Oh, thank you. But now, uh, I've lost my appetite. All oh, right. No. Every time I put food in front of me, I make something. I cook. I sit down to eat, and I'm just unable to put food in my mouth. My partner goes up to me and says, "Vivi, is everything okay?" And I say, "I don't know. I don't want to eat. I can't eat." Until I can think about and properly process uh, the hybridization of board games and video games and how we could maybe take that into the tabletop RPG scene because mm-hmm. that's such a fascinating space. And mm-hmm. I don't really know what people are doing in that space and what we could be doing. Mm-hmm. And it just, I can't seem to get food in my mouth. Yeah, until you think about. Just keep missing. Just, just keep missing because of the, the hybridization of board games and video games and how we could take that into uh, yeah that is, is that the troubling question? i don't know if i could that's the question you, okay, I'll, uh, i don't know if i can finish my coffee you can help alleviate my pain uh, i think i've been so i recently got uh sea of legends right it was on kickstarter a bit ago it came out it's a really cool game it's got a bunch of psc who wrote for it and designed for it so it's it's red huge bunch of mini it has uh and it's a it's a hybrid board game. And like the, the, I really like board games, and hybrid board games are a type of game that I think is really cool. So you have like Mansions of Madness Second Edition, like it runs with an app. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Sea of Legends also runs with an app. Uh, the XCOM board game runs with an app. Like mm-hmm. all these things, like you, it's still very much a board game, but then you have this computer behind it doing things that would kind of suck or slog if yeah. you had to do it manually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a fascinating space. Like uh, it's it's really cool. It lets you. It helps with onboarding because uh, usually, like, you could just play a tutorial through it. Mm-hmm. It also allows you to write a bunch. Like it's it's cool. It's it's a. Uh, if I do, if <laughs> my bias is that it's cool. Uh, <laughs> and and I think about like, and I and I've been thinking a lot about. Uh, kind of that overlap with tabletop games right where it's like you know we think like especially nowadays like within the past year or so 
uh, especially when we have to think about like how do you make a game digital friendly, right? Uh, but I think there's like a difference between how do you make a game digital friendly, how do you make a game work on a VTT, mm-hmm. versus how do you utilize the space of like computers or, or yeah. a computer, yeah, like in the play of a tabletop game. And I know like you know like Discord Ghosts and Kitchen Nightmares are using. Uh, you know, I feel like there's like an overlap there of like, well, you're using the thing as a platform. Uh, also, like uh, the zone I got to play, uh, and it was, and it used like its own kind of app that helped facilitate it and stuff like that. So yeah, the thoughts. Who's turn is it? My... Your turn. Uh, yeah, I think it's my turn. Yeah. Right. I think so. I think I did spectacle. Anyways, I'm I interrupted talking. you. Yeah, go ahead. Spit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think one of the things to think about when it comes to exploring those spaces is the admittance that there's some things you can't emulate with just pen and paper and dice. I think that's the first step of that in that maybe in the past it would have been something like, oh, that's impossible because we don't really have the tech for that. But when you're speaking about these and we do have cross role-playing board game-ish games, uh, you know, sort of like Werewolf is that. Uh, I think about... uh, Blood Under the Clock Tower is that. I think about lots of social deduction games have this like role play board game element to them, sort of. Uh, but even like something like Betrayal on the House of the Hill, is that what that game? Betrayal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could role play that if you chose to. It doesn't ask you to, but you could role play it. Yeah, you probably and should. You probably should. It's better if you role play, uh-huh. to be honest. But I think the first step is admitting that there are limitations to analog spaces. And then the other thing is just to cut out the resistance, maybe figuring out simpler ways to get people. Cause I think what this whole question boils down to is why isn't there more of that? And there's, it's probably because there's friction. There's a lot of friction to learning how to develop an app or how to construct, I don't know, a board and those sorts of publication costs or manufacturing costs, right? Like those sorts of, onboardings are not relatively easy i it mm-hmm. depends on the person like right now i'm learning swift language for like apple devices just because i i talk so much about electronic design that i want to add that to my skill repertoire that development stuff to my skill repertoire and get that machine learning going so that i can create an app for a game or for someone else's game make mm-hmm. it reduce the friction basically and the biggest thing, the second thing is friction. One, the admittance to the friction of the process. And then three, after that, I think that the world is someone's oyster. Like after that point, be like, oh, well, I could just create this app to GM for them. I think about um, like Alexa's and Google Homes and how uh, yeah. there are games, narrative games that are designed to play with those interfaces and those systems could be very cool for like to remove the gm or to operate tables in that manner and create maybe a more atmospheric uh experience because we i think in the show before we talked about sphere 
in terms of like music and things like that, like designing for music. I don't know if it was here or Draw Your Dice. The shows are starting to blur together for me. <laughs> but like, you know, hey Alexa, let's start playing uh, Blades in the Dark. Whips up like a Dishonored soundtrack. It can like flashback things and you can sort of play off of that narrative. So I think that would be something to consider in that space, but it takes learning the technologies. Right, right, right. So here's what I'm thinking, right? What what are dice except for tiny computers that exactly. generate yes. a random They're number between one and X? They have one thing, but they're good at it. So when I start thinking about, oh, what would a hybrid situation look like? It, it starts to look like, well, what the hell else can we randomly generate? Because the dice is, the die is such a simple little computational machine. It can only give me a number. But a computer, when asked in the correct way, with the correct uh, many lines of code, can give you anything. So then I'm starting to think about, like, you were talking about the board games that do things. And the first one that comes to my mind, because as I've mentioned before, I used to demo for CGE at conventions, is the game Alchemist. Which, if you've never played Alchemist, that is a game about, like, trying to mix together different little potion items and seeing what happens uh and then using an app that tells you what happens because it knows like the sub parts of each of the little ingredients and what happens when you mix them and so the game is about deducing it and then publishing your scholarly papers and copying each other's work and and shit like that so then i'm immediately thinking well what if you had like a gm-less type game that is maybe maybe a murder mystery, maybe some supernatural something, just some sort of thing where you can be generating things that you feed into the app, and then the app spits back like, oh, you're close, like that that reveals this type of clue. And because it's mm-hmm. computer-based, like mm-hmm. it can have a bottomless pool of things that it could give you. Um, because if you could make that game with a deck of cards, but then eventually you start seeing the same cards every time you play and it gets a little old and crusty. But with a, a computer, not only <laughs> dice are computers, but computers are just a bottomless deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the cards are entropic design and we can't introduce that into our games. <laughs> Wait. Did you say we cannot that. introduce that. that? We can't. What am I... They'll What's break. happening? If you shuffle cards too much, then they'll, this is a, this is... What's happening? <laughs> what did I miss? I like what you're saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, use, using an app, like a phone app that like everybody can put in a seed and then you've got something that you can, you can pull from and that like mm-hmm. will drive your story, I think would be a cool thing to do. And then from there, seeing how that works in play, just it would end up being a constant stream of adaptation. But all I really want from that is for whoever starts making those to please make them open source so the rest of us can yeah. learn from you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, if one person makes a really cool app that makes a, a dope game, I kind of know how to code. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't have any of the skills to, like, do something, like, that big from scratch. But I could probably adapt something, I think, which would be fun. Yeah. 
I could hyper focus onto some code. Yeah. <laughs> a week and get it done and then forget all of it. <laughs> Literally okay. don't remember how I got here. I don't know. I technically have video games on my portfolio and I don't remember how I made them. <laughs> I've never done it. I did video game courses and I did pass them. I don't know how. Those are events that occurred in mind for sure. Uh, I also wanted to point out this game Weave for the oh, folks yeah. who may be listening oh, podcasting. Yeah. I forgot about Weave. Weave, Weave oh, does some cool. interesting things with like what I think is useful is like campaign compilation for the GM through um, inserted information. So like for anyone who doesn't know, Weave is a game that you play with your phone. You have to buy like the tarot deck and then you can initiate those things. But you could probably download those same in- images because they act like QR codes from the internet and just print them out and then play. So free game. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, but get the game. The, decks, the deck of cards are very beautiful. Um, but what the game does is you basically QR code a card and it brings up a list of options for both the character and the campaign. And then those things are fed to the sort of home room that lives on the GM's mobile device um and i think even that small instance like for me thinking about gming is very helpful because instead of me having like type in and compile that stuff it's very like template based data that can i I can just read off of and like absorb instead of like coming up with so that's one instance of like technology into a role-playing game at least for removing some of the cognitive production load that like a session zero or a workshop would have you do I think that's a great example. I completely forgot about Weave, but I think like Weave is a great example of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Similarly, like that cognitive load thing. I think like, like I to be honest, I would consider Lancer a hybrid game mm-hmm. because uh, I think like its optimal way of playing is with Comcom because it alleviates that load. You can like easily parse information and it does a bunch of math for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that same way, yeah. 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 You going to be able to eat? Also, What's for dinner? Huh? I said, <laughs> what am I, I going to eat? Oh, my God. I did. I made some rice and some Indian food last night. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to eat. Yeah, hopefully oh, you can. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you can stomach it now after hopefully. talking this out. Yeah, thank you all. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. Anytime. We're here to help. I'll probably have another problem next week. We'll see. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, I don't will. I don't want to look forward to your problem, but I do look forward to whatever you bring up. Uh, I just hope mm-hmm. it uh, yeah. doesn't come with some other debilitating situation for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope. But really, what is... This is just a struggle. <laughs> Game design is a struggle. It is. It is. All right. All right. Uh, I guess I'll plug myself. Yeah, go for I, it. Let's. I, yeah. We're doing a terrible job signing you off, so you yeah. you're on your own here. <laughs> uh, been, uh, you can you can find me online at Vidityavaletti, and you can find my games at vidityavaletti.itch.io. Um, you can uh, also go follow uh, Twitch.tv slash All Nerds Here, where every week uh, Wednesday nights. We play Passion de los Passiones, an Alden podcast. 
Uh, it's super cool and super fun. It's a sci-fi telenovela. Uh, and then also at uh, 3 p.m. EST today will be uh, Sunflower Sheet plays uh, for the dungeon, uh, puppets playing for the dungeon. It's really really fun, uh, and you should go check it out. Also, make basic TCG cards, I guess. That's yes. Yes. I was thinking about coming in here and asking you about uh, community-driven RPGs, but uh, I really needed to fix this this uh, appetite issue. Yeah, it's more important that you eat. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you later. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. We've got. Okay, just just a second. Get out. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> We've got one more caller left, but yeah, we were you gonna say? I was going to say, yes, please go check out All Nerds here. Literally mm-hmm. at 3 o'clock the same day, you can go watch those puppets role play, and it's a good time. It's a comedy comedy show, so it's real good. Yeah. And um, here comes our final caller of the, I keep wanting to say evening, but it's certainly the afternoon. Here comes our final, final caller of the afternoon, uh, Jeff Stormer. My mouse time is having a too. problem. Oh boy, I'm destroying the Discord instead. <laughs> Come back. Here we go. There you are. Maybe. Hello. Thank you for calling the Tabletop Calling Show. What up? What up? What up? It's Jeff Stormer from the Two One Five. How's it going? What's good? <laughs> hey. Yes. Hey. Not nice to have much. you on the show. Do I sound okay? Because I'm holding my microphone. I'm in bed holding my microphone <laughs> like a professional wrestler, and I feel completely unhinged. I think you sound. I think you have the best audio quality of any caller that we've ever had. I was like, yeah. I was like, do I want to set up my myself. desk? I don't, but I still want to plug in microphone. <laughs> um, well, first off, I just want to say the Eagles leader. You muted yourself. I, don't I know muted if that was myself. On purpose. Okay. Uh, first off, <laughs> I just want to say uh, the Eagles' leadership has to go. The Wentz trade was a band-aid, and there's a much larger reorg across the entire organization that has to start at the top. Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> I, I needed to. I needed. To, I can't call into a call-in show and not not lead with that. Um, yeah, you got to complain about the Eagles. It's very important. <laughs> um. So, uh, hi everybody. How are you doing? Doing great. Riding out, uh, yeah. riding out the show, having some good topics being brought I'm, up. I'm juicing. I'm juicing. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, I wanted to call in because I was here. Uh, I was listening to to Will's talk earlier about like designing games on the same topic, and as I am constantly <laughs> at all times a parody of myself, uh-huh. um, I had some thoughts along that topic because I've been doing a very similar thing in my head, and I wanted to throw something out to kind of hear your thoughts on it. Uh, of like, so I have this idea because I had kind of the same realization as Will, not around post-apocalypse stuff, but specifically I have like three or four superhero games that I've been like noodling on. (laughs) And I was like, and what kind of, where I kind of landed was um, the idea of almost of like, not, anthology is the wrong word, but like, series games for lack of a better way to put it Mm -hmm. like i'm thinking of specifically like um i'm thinking specifically of this idea of like make three or four or seven games like uh like park chan wook's like vengeance trilogy right like like the old boy where like you make all these games that are on the same topic and they're these sort of standalone things that if you play them all together they kind of like 
have a conversation with each other. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really interesting. It's it's just been on my mind as this weird, kind of intangible idea that I I, I haven't seen a lot of like people approach this. And I think this is that it. I assume it's being done because I assume all things are being done and nothing I've ever thought Usually. of is an original idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this idea of like of like I have four games about superheroes, right? Or I have seven games mm-hmm. about superheroes, or I have three post-apocalypse games. What if I I made all three of them? And I made them in conversation with each other. So right, like, have them flow into each other. Like, yeah, like where you play one game and it's like a self-contained experience, but when you play all three of them, you go like, oh, I see how these things are telling, are 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 informing. Like each one of them is telling a slightly different perspective, and thus like it's creating a different experience. I think there's a really like untapped atmosphere for that kind of like game building in games. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good thing to uh like to strive for, right? Is it is it on my turn? Oh jeez. It's your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> I think that's a great thing to strive for because like I personally am a big fan of trying to bring in as many games as I can into a campaign, like cuz there's just so many unplayed games that I think are great. And so like having games from either one designer or maybe a couple of designers working together Uh that like, Oh, if you play like this game has themes of X, Y, Z. And like, usually whenever you play a few sessions, however many sessions that this game is meant to be played by, by the end, you have told a story about something. And then like this other game is great for telling stories about what happens after that Uh type of something. And I think that there's like a lot, um, a lot of, potential there but then also like you were saying with different perspectives there's also potential for like this is a game about like the main superhero fighting Mm -hmm. a thing whereas this is a game about like a down on their luck type superhero Mm -hmm. and so you can um play both of these kind of at the same time almost where like the world is shared but like we're seeing what's happening what all the people know about and then we're seeing what this this person is doing and like how those affect each other kind of thing mm-hmm. i think that'd be cool i think i'm into this i want to see yeah, all your superhero kind of, games that's where my head was at specifically because I, I i did anyone can wear the mask which is like a superman game about like a big big damn hero doing like hero <laughs> stuff and like and then i'm writing dominoes which is like as far from that as possible in that it is specifically like batman or like you know low level no powers vigilantes barely scraping by mm-hmm. and so this big messy idea that i've had that i probably will never fully act on but like i keep toying with it is like putting together and either officially releasing or like creating a bundle or doing something of like an anthology of like seven superhero games for one for each member of the justice league that is like they're all superhero games they're all kind of self-contained you play one of them and get like an individual facet of this story but like if you were to play all of them like it it, they all approach the same kind of question in a much different way and i think there's like a fascinating sort of potential to that and then like like kind of like what you will you had kind of briefly mentioned adam is like there are certain games in that anthology that this anthology in my head that I probably will never write. There are, there are, there there are games in that list that like, I'm not the person to tell that story, 
And so, like, there, it's definitely one of those things that, like, in my head, I'm like, well, this one would be one that I could, like, reach out to someone and say, hey, I want you to write a game about this. And whatever that looks like, we'll make it work and we'll put it in the thing. But I think there's, like, something really cool about this idea of, like, even if they're not necessarily, you're not, like, playing in the same universe, you're, like, playing with the same set of themes and you're, like, these are all my games about, and even, like, whether it's setting elements or even if it's themes like, these are all my games about vengeance or about grief or about like, you know, loving yourself. These are all my games about this. They each say something different and they're together. And like, there's something to like putting those games together and like grouping them together. Like the, the experience of like, this is the game on its own and this is what it is when it is grouped together, whether as part of whether you play them all at once or you just read them and you play them that way, like of like you experience these things together and you kind of and they kind of inform each other whether literally or whether just in terms of like how they approach uh, certain select sets of themes mm. i i think that when you talk about this the first thing that i kind of thought about was um manga actually because i think about how some creators make offshoot mangas about different characters in the world and basically this thing that keeps like repeating in my head after you talk about this is like a universal a universe builder series mm -hmm. so like it's or maybe the term is like genre collage or something like that but mm -hmm. i love this idea this concept of like it could be a mod because because D, D does this right unfortunately it's it's something to bring up but like when i think about the rise of tiamat and how that has you start basically in the southern portion of Faerun. You could run like a linking campaign that's like Rise of Tiamat, take yourself to Waterdeep, spoilers for Rise of Tiamat, I guess, if anyone's still playing D&D 5e and listening to this show. Uh, but Rise of Tiamat takes you all the way to Waterdeep. You could run Dragon Heist in Waterdeep, then continue on with Rise of Tiamat, get yourself all the way to the north, end Rise of Tiamat there before you fight like the cloud giant or whatever and then do um the whatever one happens in icewind dale and then the neverwinter one so like you could have this that's kind of what they maybe not have done mm -hmm. purposefully but it they all they can all speak to each other within the same group right that sure. same yeah. set of characters that run all the way through the sword coast so i love i love this sort of design principle of thinking about a game that people are really attached to either by genre or by setting. I think about Spencer Campbell's uh, light and how Spencer adds, could add different creatures or galaxies or factions and new planets or how uh, Adam Bass's Necronautilus has you generate new planets. That's sort of the same concept because you're telling different genre-based stories based on the planet that's there and also depending on the players. So... I don't know. I I think I'm vibing with you is what I'm ultimately <laughs> saying. And now I want to execute this as well as like mm -hmm. a design principle to like maybe break up a much larger idea into smaller components that makes a game more uh, accessible for me to design as a new designer and then and build upon that with other games that speak within that same um, universe or ethos or... Um, genre convention. I I love yeah. it. I think it's cool. And does that answer your? Was that the question? Did I answer the question? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah the other thing that i wanted to like float to that because you mentioned manga that i think is really interesting is like thinking about it in terms of like a manga is published in shonen jump right like like a manga is in yeah. like if you're looking at a manga and it's in shonen jump like what does that say about that manga like you know what i mean like there are things that you mm -hmm. can interpret to that the fact that it is in like this kind of magazine style publication and i think yeah. like as a designer it is really interesting to think about like i am making like if i am gonna make like a one person like shonen jump like if i'm making a one person compilation magazine right like if i'm making mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. if i'm making like a one person thing what does that look like right like well, like these these games might be entirely unrelated but like what would it look but like if i were to group all of these things that i've worked on together like the creation of that kind of that kind of an anthology of like these are both whether they are whether they are literally like these are all stories set in the same universe or they're thematic like these are un completely unrelated stories but i'm grouping them together for an intentional reason like that 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 is mm -hmm. a, a thing that fascinated me and i just wanted to, to throw it out there yeah i love it i think it's something i've immediately absorbed into my game <laughs> you've juiced it juiced it i feel good i've juiced it i've tasted <laughs> the juice it's real good the, it's tasty yeah if i could get if i could get one thing juiced today it's that the eagles leadership has to go if i could get two things it's this stuff about anthology design i love it i think one I last thing is the eagles are who are they is this uh, uh philadelphia football team oh they're the bane of their oh, i love them with all my heart and they are the bane of my existence <laughs> I love that you love it. Uh, I think the last thing I would say on that is that it does feel, and Jeremy, you touched on it a little bit, but it does feel like that's a good thing, a good way to approach collaboration too, is like maybe yeah. sit down with another designer and be like, let's think about this theme and then let's both go make games together and then we could make games like separately on this theme. Mm -hmm. And then we can go in and market them together. Like, yo, yeah. come get this, these two games, these three games about this topic that you love. You love this topic, dear viewer. Superheroes or uh, what do you make games about? I think about, about? Uh, Gun and Slinger. <laughs> How you could tie Gun Slinger, Sword and Breaker, Demons, sort of with, because they all operate off of the twist, right? Like they're mm. sort of they can be they can be a part of the same universe if you want to they can just be on different places across this big world right so i think that's a really great example of that collaboration being tied into a single system yeah cross compatible thank you Viditya. cool yeah that rips rips beyblades all right. Well, uh, plug Jeff, yourself. Plug yeah, Jeff, you got Jeff. anything else to add, or uh, just tell us about how cool you are? I'm extremely cool. I'm handsome. Uh, I'm great. Yes. I'm a delight to be yep. around. Um, yes. You can find my work at jeffstormer.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Party of One Pod, where I tweet uh, podcasts that I make and games that I design, and just you know, funny jokes about the great clown Paleot. Great. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so learned. I feel so out of place. <laughs> help me <laughs> all right uh yeah thanks for thanks for calling in um, thanks, thanks for having me everybody good luck with the eagle situation you know whatever i'm not a sports talk i don't they got me talking about games anyway uh i think that's it i think that's everything for us i'm gonna just go away now <laughs>
<laughs> Jeff's gone. Uh, see, I'm see gonna be gone. Jeff. Yeah. Are you interviewing Jeff, or are you yeah, playing a game yeah. with Jeff? Because it could Fi- be uh, interviewing for finally. So thank you, Jeff, for being on the show. Yeah, that'll be good. Jeff's yeah. got a lot of smart things to say, so I'll be Lots listening to that things. episode. Powerful. All right, um, Jeremy, that was the show. Today was uh, pretty packed with callers. Yeah, that's wow. fun. That's thank always a nice you one. So much, all the callers, I and everyone who's been participating in the chat. Beautiful stuff is going on in there. Make friends. Add people. Add people on Twitter. <laughs> uh, put them in your discords, right? Uh-huh. Go to their houses. I don't know. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be it for us. I have been Adam Bell. Uh, I will continue to be that. You can find me on Twitter at Adam E. Bell. Follow me there. Go look at my games. Adam E. Bell.games. Uh, follow the show at Tabletop Colin on Twitter where you'll hear. Uh, we didn't get to any of the Twitter questions today because everybody climbed in. But mm-hmm. every week we ask for questions for the inevitable time when there's nobody that wants to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, f- subscribe here. Subscribe. Yeah. F- five stars on YouTube. Nope. That's gone. <laughs> five stars on iTunes. Jeremy, who are you? Hi. Sign us out. Get us out of here. Find me at Jeremy Gage Five over on Twitter for the Draw Your Dice podcast. You can see my bio tweet that will lead you to the Red Circle link that will allow you to listen on your favorite podcast distributor. Uh, You should definitely check out the Tabletop Colin Show. Really, if you're on YouTube, like, follow, and hit that notification bell so you can get all the latest updates. Here, follow, subscribe the Tabletop Colin Show so you can be notified when we go live and mm-hmm. give us that five-star review over on your favorite like i said podcast distributor for your Lord. podcast listening needs really uh, crushing I'll- it compared to my mess <laughs> crushed it so hard you're frozen now oh you're back <laughs> we're leaving <laughs> thanks Fine, everybody me. you heard all that um That's yeah pistols in the air <laughs> All right, oh, I'm make take... sure to go watch All Nerds here at 3 p.m. EST for the puppets. Dab. Cool. Uh, see you later. <laughs>